0: Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. Pertech has teamed up again with the sport's biggest stakeholders to create the third annual Ultimate Bathurst Experience, with all proceeds going straight to the Peter Duncan Neurosciences Research Unit at St. Vincent's Hospital. The winner and their guest will be treated as super VIP guests at the Repco Bathurst 1000 in October this year, with a number of behind-the-scenes experiences all part of the major prize. The prize is not being auctioned, it's being raffled, giving everyone the chance to be involved, with a limited number of tickets being offered at just $20 each. For a full list of prize inclusions and to buy your tickets for a chance to win this once in a lifetime experience, visit ultimate motorsportprize.com.au. A once in a lifetime opportunity, all put together by the great team at Pertech. Welcome back to the Legend series on Andy Raymond Unfiltered. This is the Joel Thompson story, part two. Enjoy. So many guys that played at Canberra and called Canberra home have said exactly the same thing when they leave. It just broke my heart, but I felt I had to. There's something about the club that a lot of us don't see Mm. that is just so special.
1: (laughs) Mate, it truly is. And I'll say this, and I... They are a champion club. I went back there for the Indigenous Round this, and just to see the people still there involved and they generally care. And um, at, as, looking back, I probably shouldn't have left Canberra. I really shouldn't have. You know, I should have you know committed more and really just worked through and mm. was a bit more mature about what was happening outside of football and handled yep. it in a different way. Yeah. I really should have, but I didn't. I really did take the easy option um, and and go. It wasn't for heaps of more money or anything like that, but, yeah, going back, it was something I probably looked back on and went, oh, I probably should have made that decision a bit different.
0: Did you have to get out of there and... To be the best version of yourself, though, because yeah. I think that's a smart decision.
1: I thought it was, yeah. and you're exactly right. I thought I was getting out of there to be the best version of myself, and all those things. And, but and now, do, yeah. looking back, it wasn't the case. You know, I went to Dragons, and great club, love the passion, the fans, and everything about them. What you know, their history and all that. But I went there, and it just got worse for me. You know, I went there, and my wife was pregnant. I took her away from her family, from a really good job, all this sort of stuff, and. Mm. I made it worse, you know. I, I my drinking got out of control again. I slipped in some bad behaviors, hung around the wrong people, um, and then just yeah, it was it was really tough on my wife Amy and, and my family, and it, it come back to me again. I, I was ego. That's a word that I'd probably put back on it. Ego, and just I was just destructive, eh? Like
0: <laughs>
1: wow. I at times I. It wasn't healthy, eh? and it wasn't. Yeah, I um, yeah, just looking back and reflecting on it. Sorry, I was just take a moment just to, yeah. Um, but it was just, yeah, I let myself down and let my family down. Going there and um played some good footy, but probably the stuff outside it probably let myself down there for sure.
0: Did we see the best version of you as a footballer, <laughs> oh, or, or in mate, hindsight, I, I, was there more? definitely
1: more There was definitely more, it was definitely more. Yeah. um massive I was a roller coaster eh? I, I really was there would be times where it would be on highs high fives life's good woo, you know, yeah nothing because like let's go let's do extras let's make sure I'm recovering other times I'd be like this is on um, whatever yeah. you know like just and it was it was <laughs> that was week in week out and it really was and yeah you know, I guess players that are listening to this now that know me back then at the time. I'd Always try and make up for the way I was with doing charity stuff and putting it out there. Oh, look at me, I'm doing this, I'm doing yeah. that. I'm this nice guy, I'm this good. But it was all ego at times, you know. There was at some times that I wasn't. I thought I was, I guess, balancing things out with doing certain things to make myself feel better and making sure, you know, I'm good now, I'm reset, I'm back to the square. I'll, yeah, you know, and I started to really believe that was the mm. best way to do things and it really wasn't. I my ego was out of control. I was very I was selfish at times and I needed to grow up, I really did, and um I guess rugby league I, I reckon I lost my to- lost myself there for for a long period of that. Like I just felt like I just wasn't who I am now and I look back on that time and I feel like I'm a total different person, I really do, <laughs> and, and so is my wife. She goes, this is the person I've fell in love with and you now it was just periods where I just lost that and I was back on myself just not owning it and, and being better
0: we can look back now and say it is all part of the journey because yeah. you are where you are today yeah. because yeah. of that
1: yeah no hundred percent and again I wouldn't change too much in you know, it like I, I, it's just all experiences right it's part of yeah. life it's part of everyone's journey everyone goes through different stages and and whatever else but um, you know, and saying that you know a club there. Again, I contributed to Steve Price. You know, being being sacked. You mm. know, I was called a leader, but I was really just a fake leader. I really was. Yeah, I might have been on the field leading and getting the boys going, mm. playing with aggression, full of energy. But it's all the other stuff around it. You know, not working hard in yeah. the extras, mm. not really holding people accountable, not holding myself accountable. I contributed to another club with a toxic culture and at that time and it reflected on mm. the field, you know, and there was times there was really good and things were, you know, were bulletproof and things were going good but, you know, you'd fall off a cliff because mm. old behaviour, you, know, um, you know. I felt sorry for Pricey and, you know, then Mary come in and, you know, it was just, you know, I see the poor old dragons down. They're still in, in trouble at times but I yeah. guess um, – yeah, that's my memories of that time there at the at the club. Yeah,
0: so close to state of origin for a number of years. Yeah. The phone call never came. Yeah. frustrating to know you were oh, that close.
1: Yeah, it was like I look back. Oh, I could have done this, and but I put him as a player there as my as a back rower. You know, I put him in. uh Boyd Cordner. He was someone that probably really stopped me. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I, yeah, you got to love him for it. And he was a better player, and those players probably in front of me um, that was just better and. Yeah, you know, that's the reality of it, you know. Um could I was I close? I probably was, but there yeah. would have been parts of my game that just wasn't there and wasn't good enough and you know, it's that's what's good about rugby league, you know. It's you know, you, you you sort of you you work hard, you get to a thing, but you know, you just sometimes you're off because there's better players in front of you, or there's injuries or there's certain
0: things yeah. that just doesn't time and doesn't fall on your lap. <laughs> what was your best year? I'm gonna to toss this one and say maybe seventeen. I thought yeah. things really came together for you there.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, they were. I was around that period, you know, 17, um, I guess what hurt me, especially talking on Origin now, and, you know, I'll I never end up getting the call up or call, um, but, you know, what hurt me was, don't want to use this as an excuse, I really don't, and whoever's listening, don't think I'm here going blaming on injuries, but I had some bad runs of Hemis and different yes. stuff and well, and, I guess it was me and Big Frizz, and he was a better player than me at the time, or a different style of me. And um, I was, I got injury, uh, hemis back to back, and I was one of those heroes. Right. I was one of those heroes that was like, nah, it's right. And I could still feel that it wasn't right, and I'd go out and I'd redo it. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> damn, it. damn it. But yeah, it's all part of it. Like, you've got to love those experiences. And now I look at some of the players that even went on, you know, I look at. You know frizz and from the dragons era. and then um, Tarek Sims. You know yeah. I left to go to Mel and look at the destruction. Of the type of player he was. You know he was an absolute beast and mm. I was probably stopping him from then getting opportunity. And, and then I let, and you know good on him. He went hard and he actually you know he killed it. And um, you know again it's just all about moving parts of rugby league. You know you, people get opportunities or timing is really good mm. and you you get your crack and you know sometimes you
0: don't look bad. Hey Legends, we're getting close to 500 episodes. 500 episodes of Rugby League gold that you can't or won't find anywhere else. The best thing about Unfiltered? None of our interviews or episodes ever date. Ever. You can listen to any episode at any time. It'll make sense. Time to download the entire Library of Legends. Dragons to Manly. The club you supported as a young fella. Under Trent Barrett, it <laughs> just didn't work.
1: No, again, I, you could probably call me the coach killer in some way. Because <laughs> <laughs> Now look at <laughs> That's brilliant. Uh, yeah, that's not good. So um, obviously went the Manly. Um, went there again. I think, you know, Dragons management. Um, I don't know if I'm going to say this on, on publicly or on thing, but I felt like those people behind the scenes that just wanted to get rid of me for what I was – they are like, oh, you know, we've got players here, we want to put money in, which is fair enough. They've got yep. juniors coming for us, the way the game works. Um, but, you know, the opportunity, them probably tapped me on the shoulder going, oh, we're not going to offer you this and that, mm. you know, pretty much just going, see you, son, all the best. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, um, yeah, mainly we're, you know, mainly in discussion to them and I was like, let's – I'm excited, let's get there. Yeah. i playing for a club I grew up with supporting um, – Went there, um, yeah, loved it. Like just, you know, playing pulling that jersey is a bit of a surreal thing and um, wasn't that successful obviously at the start there. old Bathers, champion follow Trent mm. Barrett, um, you know, he lost his job and um, yeah, then was under Desi and, you know, enjoyed me time there.
0: Desi, in 19, you'd missed the finals due to a broken arm. Yeah. <laughs> and now privately, and you and I over the years have yeah. spoken about the man yeah. in the mirror looking yeah. at what you're seeing, um, yeah. either being satisfied or that triggers yeah. change. Was the real man in the mirror moment at the end of that year when you had your accident and in a, yeah. a really bad way for a while?
1: Yeah, no, definitely. Um, Again, something that I've always tried to work on myself and, you know, see – Professional. I just get help. I I had to deal with stuff that I never thought I'd have to. Like just, I guess stuff from when I was younger really come back to haunt me. And Mm. you know, I I feel like I am quite resilient and 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 (laughs) I'm not big note myself here, but I I do feel like I'm quite tough in a way. It would take a lot to keep me down physically. Like you could smash me all day, and I feel like I'm up. I'm one of the fellas that just I don't whatever. Like keep getting, up yeah. And I feel like I've always had that, but. Mm. The thing that I never thought I had to be – I didn't know, i didn't have as much resilience, resilience, but I didn't know how to deal with experiences from a young age that sort of come back to haunt me. Yeah. I'm like, I just didn't know what to do. And for me, the drink was something um, and other stuff was something that I thought could numb myself and, and just go, oh, it's awful. but it just made situations worse. And I was actually at the Aboriginal Knockout in um, – on the Central coast and um, there was there was a couple of things happening in my family oh and yeah that was sort of putting a fair bit of stress on me at mm. the time uh, I won't go into that but there was a uh, for me i yeah, I decided to sort of just put myself in an environment in a situation where I was just drinking and I was just out of control and my wife Amy she's like Please, please just come home. Get in a taxi and just come home. Mm. I just know you're not well. You you yeah, she knew what was happening around that and I'd done my my normal trick at times, you know, phone on aeroplane mode, didn't look at my phone, threw it in the thing and just drank for days and I was just out of control, sculling, just going mad and um, you know, really, you know, it was it was people there that that I loved and they were looking out for me, they wanted me to get out of there and get a taxi and they ordered me a taxi to go back to manly and um uh yeah, so when I went out and said me goodbyes um, I walked down an embankment and you know fell down a bit of a steep bit and and hit my head on a rock um yeah, and as you can see on the side of my head on this thing, it's, mm. you know, the big scar there, big red mark the big um, on the side of my head. So I've hit right near where my temple is and I've bled out. Um, the taxi driver pulled up and then was looking for me and come in, knocking on the door, asking where I was. You know, he's pretty much saved my life as taxi driver, really, because um, normally taxi drivers just take off, right? Yeah. But, um, he come in, look, asked, you know, and they're like, oh, where's he gone? So they thought I must have ran out in the woods, like what the hell's happened? They looked around and then obviously found me in a, in a pile of blood and just bleeding out. Um, called the ambulance, ambulance come there. Um, they knew that, put me in a coma, induced coma, um, and flew me to Sydney, put me in the brain ward. I woke up in this <laughs> hospital. I shouldn't even laugh about it, I always find it funny, but I woke up in this hospital when I come out of this coma. I was like, is this heaven? Like I yelled out because there were these bright lights over the top of me because I, wow. I thought I was just dead, eh? I just didn't know what happened. and um, Come out of it and then I was like, is this heaven? And they just had a bit of a laugh and they're like, no, it's not heaven. But they were surprised that I could talk. They thought the, the damage um, was severe where I, I'd done a bit more. Um, and then wow. spent weeks in the hospital um, – I wasn't meant, I wasn't myself. I really wasn't. I was aggressive. I was, you know, abusing people. I was like aggressive, violent. They had to put me in my own room um, just because I was recovering from this injury, wow. um, brain injury. And then I got on my phone and I put something on social. I, Amy. My wife I wasn't meant to have me phone because I wasn't myself. I've p- p- post something about drinking on, on social media. I wasn't meant to tell anyone. I've let the world know and yep. I really shouldn't. It was probably my biggest regret. It was going to come out by the way i done it. Anyway, um, yeah, so I'll put that on and then everyone's found out. But, um yeah, I spent weeks in there and I had to pass all these tests and made a miracle recovery. I really did. Like I, I shouldn't. I shouldn't have made that recovery but, you know, I really, it was a miracle day and, you know, when I was in the hospital and I was looking at people in the ward that were getting pushed in a wheelchair because of car accidents and people not be able to speak and, you know, their families and, you know, having my daughters run up to me um, in the hospital and, uh, yeah, it was, yeah, it uh, it was really hard, eh, just seeing the effect and, the hurt I, I put onto my family because of my behaviour, just you know, get put myself in that situation and mm. and drinking myself where I didn't know what I was doing and and you know I I, sh- I shouldn't be a lot I shouldn't be speaking on this really like I was probably minutes away from not being here the amount of blood I lost and the damage was, you yeah know, and lucky for a taxi driver to, <laughs> to come in and look for me I think he didn't want to miss out in that fair to go all the way yeah. to the from <laughs> from central coast it was around the corner he probably would have taken off but. um Yeah, I guess
0: it was one of those moments. Do I still... I had a year off the drink. Pertek has teamed up again with the sport's biggest stakeholders to create the third annual Ultimate Bathurst Experience, with all proceeds going straight to the Peter Duncan Neurosciences Research Unit at St Vincent's Hospital. The winner and their guest will be treated as super VIP guests at the Repco Bathurst 1000 in October this year, with a number of behind-the-scenes experiences all part of the major prize the prize is not being auctioned it's being raffled giving everyone the chance to be involved with a limited number of tickets being offered at just 20 dollars each for a full list of prize inclusions and to buy your tickets for a chance to win this once in a lifetime experience visit ultimate motorsportprize.com.au A a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, all put together by the great team at Pertech. Um, Had a year off the drink. It was something that
1: I needed. You know, you can look at me arms. I'm getting all my my tattoos lasered off too. So I'm getting my Mm. sleeves lasered off. I've had all these things. I'm like, you know, I feel like it reflects a bit of that time and, you know, different stuff. I'm just like, some of these tattoos, I've got like a... I don't even know what some of the poems are on my arm. I'm like, I'm getting these taken off. I just had a bit of a reset during that year. Yeah, um, it's understandable. Yeah, it is. And uh, yeah, it was just one of those moments. I, I still have a drink, but I'll never ever 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 lose control like that again. And you know, have a few drinks, beers, or a few red wines, or you know, have it as a so you know as something that I can control and yep. never get to the point where. I don't know where I am or what I'm doing and I'm, Mm. you know, nearly losing my life because of it.
0: Are you lying there in hospital and the self-hate starts?
1: Oh, definitely, you know. Just the – I had some real – yeah, just reflecting on everything and, you know, just how – you know – Oh, I've got to be a man, I've got to, you know, I'll just drink and I'll, this will be good, this will numb it. And, mm. No, I nearly died because of that mentality and that stupidity. And I guess reflected, uh, the, the hurt that really hurt me was well, just, I'll never forget that. It's like one of those moments I will talk about my nan, seeing her crying and screaming when I got taken by yep. the police back when I was you know you 14 or whatever it was. Um, this was another moment where I had my daughter, uh, my, my wife and daughter's come up to me all in tears absolutely just oh. cuddling me and in, in when I was in hospital bed Now it wasn't anything else like a car accident or, or, or something that I controlled and my behavior put me there where I I nearly you know lost my life because of it so that that was like just something that was one of those moments hey
0: a lot of guys a lot of people start this blaming others yeah and you get to a point I put my hand up. Mm. Mm. You get to a point where you actually realise it's no one else's fault. You start blaming yourself and that's when the real carnage in your headspace starts. It's yeah. brutal.
1: It is brutal and you're a hundred percent right. And but sometimes you need a bit of like that ownership and 100%. That real, and, and that blame like you yeah, you don't want to put too much pressure on yourself. You don't want to put too much hate on yourself because that actually sets you back. It's more like, okay, what uh, am I doing to myself? Is this really what I need to be happy? What's the happiest time in my life? What mm. what does that look like? And you reflect on that. You know, for me to have the best and feel the best and life's good. You know, the sunshine, shining. The be- What's that look like for me? is that out drinking to a point where I don't know what I'm doing and I'm out of control? Or is that, you know, doing things, spending time with loved ones, being productive at work, you know, and you got to really look at what, what that is and, mm. and reflect on that. And I guess that was for me, you know. Why am I getting in these situations where I, I'm out of control? It's not a it's not a fun time. You think it is, but mm. it's, it's really not, you know. Um, yeah. And, and you reflect on the hurt to the people that, are close to you and the people who have been there for you, and um, yeah, that's something that I just had to uh, be accountable for and, and own that.
0: footy and discipline, yeah probably played its role in, in uh, helping you in the recovery period. Mm. Uh, but all of a sudden, footy doesn't become that important, does it? <laughs> no, it doesn't it doesn't at all. And
1: you know sometimes when you're a footballer. You think you're the most special person there is. Yeah. You think you're a superstar. You if you, you you think you're solving cancer. You think you're doing all these things, and you're the best. You're this, and you're getting pats on the back, and <laughs> you get put things. You put things in perspective, and uh, when footy stops, you see the world out there, and that's what I really spoke about. I'll speak about it. I lost myself during that year, and I still believe the ego mm. and all these other stuff contributed to that. Like. I had to be this certain person. I had to be this. I had to be a drink. I had to be this. And all, you know, where's all the fans? Where's, you know, and whatever. Like, yeah. I just look back. What rubbish that is. And unfortunately, I still see that destroy players' careers and their lives, you know. Mm. They get themselves out. They're out with certain crowd. They think they're their best friends, but they're not. And they think that these all these girls love them, but they don't. Mm. You know, and you just let the ego grab hold you and, and that's what happened to me during my career. I, I let it, you know, hold me back in a big way and now I look back and I'm a total different person. I said that before. Yep. My wife says it to me. She's like, wow, this is crazy, you know. I, I always loved you. I loved you but, yeah, just who I am and what I'm about and, you know, it, it's you know, it, it's it's all those moments and experiences,
0: I guess. This is, I guess, essentially a footy interview, mm. but we're we're speaking about far more important oh, yeah, things. I'll I'll, I'll touch mm-hmm. on uh, your final season. You left yeah. us. You went to St. Helens. Yeah. They were all conquering a Challenge Cup, uh, Super League premiers yeah. as well. Um, that is going out in style. But to the important, back to the important stuff. Love to ask you as you sit here now, what advice you'd have for a 17-year-old Joel Thompson or a, yeah. a 17-year-old kid that's listening to this and thinking, uh, oh, you two old buggers are just carrying <laughs> no, on.
1: No, 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 all right. The the biggest thing is really um, having a really honest conversation with your, with myself back then, actually talking about what what's holding me back, what behaviours actually had me in this direction. You know, it's around choices, right? I mean, it's old cliche. It's... it's you know, the, the, the different paths you want to take in in this world and, and this also in football, you can be someone that looks for shortcuts or mm. um, someone that sort of lets drink and all the ego and all these sort of toxic, all these things really hold you back from reaching your full potential and being your absolute best. Or you can go the other way, get around good people, yep. um, train hard, eat well, control your drinking, um, you know, spend time with your love, all the... And it's really having that discipline to own that. Mm. And when things get a little bit hard to actually have that discipline to keep yourself on track and do all the good things that will make you reach your full potential and do everything that you can. Now that might not be play rep for you, that but for you to have a really successful career at 17, give yourself that best opportunity to do that. And if you know things are holding you back, own it. Like have that conversation with yourself and just truly own it. Don't make excuses. Mm-hmm. Don't think that things are just going to land on your lap. Stand up, work on the things that you know are going to mm. make you as successful as a compete, not just as a footballer, not just as on the footy, but as a person as well. And, you know, going back at that 17-year-old, that's what I needed. And, you know, do I look back and could have done this? Yeah, yeah definitely, but that's on me for, mm. for that. And that's something I can reflect on now.
0: We've spoken about the influences and the demons, the most important question of the interview. How's the headspace now, my man? How are you travelling as we sit here? Wow.
1: Honestly, life couldn't get better for me. I absolutely love my life and and where I am and and what's happening. I I just – I come out of football. I've come in around good people. You know, I've come into a job. Yeah, I was nervous. I'm like – but I guess a lot of transferable skills is – have come over to you know. I've always you know, I've i thought I'd, you know work or, or connect with people and, and work with people, yeah. and I love it. You know, I really do. And I'm, my family, we're happy, we're healthy. We're 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 going after what we what we believe in, and yeah, I'm enjoying it.
0: And that is exactly the answer we all wanted to hear. <laughs> 234 games, a career, and a life we've followed from a distance for a number of years. Thanks for allowing us inside. Very proud of who you are in 2023. It's been a pleasure, Joel Thompson. You, sir, are a legend.
1: No, thanks for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. In
0: 2023, this is what you can expect from Unfiltered. The Legend Series starts your working week featuring interviews with some of the game's finest, in-depth and personal. We talk footy and life in a subtle mix you can't or won't hear anywhere else. On Thursday, the Rugby League Superpod returns 12 different player interviews every single episode. It's fast-paced, and if you like a laugh with your footy, this is for you. It's the weekly show you can't miss. Then on Saturday, it's Dream Team time. Who would you name in your Best Ever 13? We ask that question to players past and present. We don't always agree, but that's what it's about. The ultimate argument starter. Who is the best 13 ever? Be sure to follow us on social media to keep up to date on who's coming onto the podcast. We're all over Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Just search for Andy Raymond. Or you can check out the website, andyraymondunfiltered.com.au. Before you go, do a mate a favour and when you're done here, leave a five-star rating and write a quick review for us on the podcast app you're listening on. In terms of business, it's huge for us and it allows us to keep creating the content you love for free. Make sure you come back soon, legends.